Did you know that we have a Patreon? If somehow this information missed you like a Solonar Wrestling promotional, I've got good news. The best way to support us directly is to go explore patreon.com slash goblinsgrowlers and loot magic items like Alaria Archives, Alex's deep dive podcast into the incredibly detailed and nuanced world she created for QPR, One Page Dungeons, original adventures written by the goblins here at Goblins Growlers that you can play at home with your own adventuring parties. Original D&D art prints from our local art team, Feral Fox, including collaboration shirt designs. There are a variety of support tiers and each unlock original QPR and D&D content, adventures, other one-shot RPG podcasts, early release and bonus QPR content, and merch. So please check out all these cool things and more at patreon.com slash goblinsgrowlers. This is Quid Pro Roll a fantasy live play adventure where a party of unlikely heroes embark on a quest to bring dragons back to their world. Where am I? Hey, you know, um, oh, oh, uh, is this thing on? Oh, yes, um, Right, I'll, I'll read from the script then. Um, on the last episode of, uh, what does that say, quid, quid pro rule? I, um, uh, the party talked to Lord Alden. I wonder who that is. He sounds mighty important. Um, and, well, they, I can't read that. It's too small. Oh, thank you. Um, they all got little gifts after telling him all about their adventures. Oh, isn't that sweet? I love giving my grandson little oh. gifts. Oh, oh, sorry. Anyways, um, and now we'll check back in with the party as they, um, well, well I get, uh, get back to their day. You all have reported to Lord Alden and told him of your adventures, and he has given each of you a boon um, that he hopes will assist you in your further journeys. You have been invited to stay at the Glade of the Nymphs for a short period of time while you rest and regain your strength. All of you have been given these beautiful rooms that are carved inside trees, that are private to your, to each of you and are equipped with a bed, a table, you know, pitchers for water to wash your face, like basic amenities. But everything is soft and comfortable and made out of moss and natural fabrics. Everything smells very green and peaceful and clean. Oh, how green, peaceful, and clean. Um, Alita, quick question. Oh, yeah? Why is it that last time we were here, we were set up on moss-covered mats on the ground? Because that's traditionally what we sleep on here. That's how I slept last night. You all were given what you've been given because they had time to prepare it. We've been gone for months. So, when you started recruiting a party of Chosen Ones, uh, because you had your vision that told you that you would need Chosen Ones to help you with your mission, 
Um, they didn't just, you know, start setting things up for us to be here. Well, but, no, because they originally thought we were going to die. I don't know if you remember that. That's incredibly rude. Well, most of the people here don't like me very much. Yeah, I've been meaning to ask you about that, Elijah. Mm-hmm. What did you do to these people that made them not like you? I don't really think that it's anything that I did so oh, much. Oh, you forgot their birthdays. That could be it. Um, but what I think is probably more likely is they think that Lord Alden shows me favoritism by a large margin. And they also blame my mother for the fall of the metallic dragons. It's kind of a lot to put on one person's shoulders. Like, how integral was your mother to the metallic dragons being around? I... My mother... So she holds up the letter that Alden gave her. My mother wrote this for me. Lord Alden said that it was supposed to be given to me after I started my journey. In it, she talks about how she had a vision, and that vision caused her to assemble champions. But one of the champions betrayed everyone. (gasps) That seems weirdly familiar. And that betrayal according to my mother, was blamed on her. Well, I I want you to know, I don't, I personally do not blame you for Eek's betrayal. I, I don't either. Well, I mean, I kind of do. Honestly, I think it's mostly Boat's fault. I think that's fair. Now listen, you all just need to shut the crap up right now. (laughs) I'm not going to tolerate this. He was lying and thieving and suspiciousing long before I got angry at him for doing it. Yeah, but like your handling of the situation, I think, was less than ideal. Like every time I saw him starting to get real flighty and nervous, I backed off because I knew like him being a flight risk was going to be no good for the party. You were very I I got the distinct impression that you felt very paternally about Eek. Was listening to you talk about how disappointed you were in his behavior, honestly, it echoed of my own dad like really hard. I like suspiciousing as a gerund. I didn't trust him, and you can't you can't relax in a group of people with somebody you don't trust. I mean, I I get that. Alita kind of like sits and looks at the letter. It also talks about my father. Ah. <gasps> I don't think I've ever heard you talk about your father. Because my mother never did. I just sort of put it out of my mind. For me, I I had my mother and I had Lord Alden, so I didn't really think about I, I didn't really think about anything else. I didn't I didn't worry about it. I didn't know nymphs even had dads. Well, yes, we're we're born very standardly. We don't we don't come out of mushroom caps. Oh, hmm? from eggs. No, Johannes, I'm, I wasn't born out of an egg. Oh my god, I'm glad I wasn't born out of an egg. That would be horrifying. I just saw Koza light up so much when you said mushroom caps. Koza, what are you, what are you thinking? I just, um, 
Um, I'm not quite sure how to explain. Mushrooms are life, and everything else is distraction. <laughs> well, I was more thinking maybe we were going to start talking about Koza's fi- fan fiction, where it's a steamy romance between a certain spore druid and some mushrooms. Koza uncapped. <laughs> I don't like where this line of joking is going, so we're going to stop it there. Sporing. What else is going on? <laughs> but yeah, so that's uh, that's what this letter is about. Well, I know I know your mother's past. Um, is, is your father still around? Uh, as of my mother writing this letter, yes. Uh, apparently, though, he well, probably not surprisingly, he just doesn't live on this uh, plane of existence. I'm sorry. Probably not surprisingly, he lives on another plane of existence. Yeah, duh. She's magical. Um, I I mean, I don't want to sound super dismissive, but uh, according to my mother, he's from the Feywild. But I thought... I thought nymphs were fey creatures. We are. So So you've got super fey blood. I, I mean... It, it's not strange that I am born of two fey. I'm, you are born of two humans. Johannes is born of two halflings. So he should be a whole fling. I'm a qu- quarterling. You shouldn't be a quarterling because... Uh, no, the... Fractions. No, that's only if you're half halfling. My point is... It would make sense that I would be born of two fey, given that I am a full-blooded nymph. Oh my gosh, if you're half halfling and half half elf, are you quarter elf? You're missing the point here. I mean, it sounds to me like if we wind up back on that spooky ghost island, then uh, we'll be close to your dad again. Maybe. I mean, the Feywild is a whole other plane of existence. It's enormous. And to be frank with you, I also don't think that finding my father is a priority. Do you mean that? As not a priority to the mission or just not a priority in your own life? I mean, if if you rather just not try to find out who your father is, I think you can just say that. I do want to find him, but the mission is more important. And we don't have time to get distracted by a what could end up being just a complete wild goose chase. All right. I'm going to I'm going to go out on a limb here. We've been pulled into the Fey wild once without having any clue what we were doing and basically completely by happenstance. But if there's an opportunity to go in intentionally, like I think that'd be a worthwhile detour, you know. But what's the point? I mean, what will that serve for the mission? Do you feel like Everything about your life has to be for this mission? Yes. I'm not sure what part of that would surprise any of you. You gotta work to live, man. Don't live to work. (laughs) This isn't a job. It's a holy calling to save the world. Sounds like a job. Is your order ascetic? Because otherwise you should probably make a little bit of time for yourself. This is why it's so frustrating to deal with all of you. You don't understand how important this is. We're saving the world. 
the longer we dilly-dally and the longer we get distracted by stupid nonsense, the more people die in the chromatic-dominated world. Well, now back up a minute. I don't know that anything we've dilly-dallied with has turned out to be stupid nonsense. Really? Yeah. Give me an example of something we dilly-dallied with that wound up being stupid nonsense. Literally all of the wrestling. The only stupid nonsense I see here is the stupid nonsense that of you trying to pretend you don't care enough about meeting your father that it's not important. I do care, and I'm willing to admit that I care, but it's not more important than the mission. I'm not talking about canceling the mission so you can meet your father. I'm just saying, like, if the opportunity presents itself, you know. The Feywild has been proven to be an incredibly dangerous place. There's no point in risking our lives unnecessarily to go track down someone that, quite frankly, hasn't cared enough to come see my mother or me in the 75 years I've been alive. Or for the brother that I might have. The what now? All right. We're getting all kinds of, like, big pieces of information. It's a very long letter. The plot thickens like the gravy-covered biscuits it stems from. There's a lot to unpack there that I'm not going to worry about. Uh, yes, apparently I might have a brother. From another but, mother? Yes, actually. That's, that's where the might comes in. My mother was never sure, but she believes that I might. Now, whether or not he's alive is its own question mark. I'm going to go ahead and the importance level of potentially meeting your father, I think, just went up a little bit. Because if you have siblings, like, that's also important. Not really. Yeah, what if they want to get married? They need you to be part of their wedding. Honestly, I'm more apathetic about having siblings than I am about my father. What if there's, like, you need to learn about family medical history and things like that? Might That's be a higher risk stuff. for nymph cancer or something. For, I'm sorry, did you just say nymph cancer? Yeah, yeah. it stems in the nymph loads. <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> no, but I don't care. It is a thing that is interesting to note, but I don't think that we need to worry about it. I don't think that's true at all. That's... We're talking about blood relatives here. We're not talking about, like, some stranger your mother met at one point in her life. We're talking about someone who might share, like, part of your life. Oh my gosh, and maybe they even can see prophecies. I think that's probably well established that that is a thing I get from my mother. Right. But that's still, like, meeting your dad, finding out if you have a brother... And finding out who, like, what kind of person your brother is. I think all of that's incredibly important. I'm glad you do. You can go looking for him. But I don't, I don't think it should be a priority. Uh, Look, I'm not talking about canceling the mission so that we can go do this instead. I'm just saying, if we find a chance to go into the Feywild and learn more about your family and your heritage, then we should do that. It's important to note, by the way, all of you have leveled up. Whoa! Woo! I Man, feel this, stronger during this conversation. This conversation was so deep that, like, we all got so much experience from it. Like, I'm so pleased with all of us. Now I can wield two maces. 
Uh, if you remember, we actually changed that and you got a fancy cloak instead. Oh, for the time being. He'll re-gift me another one. That man forgets <laughs> things all the time. Pro tip for DMs. Don't have a master list of magic items you're going to give your char- your players over a certain course of time because you will mix it up and double gift one player the same thing. Well, unless you're only going to have the one master list and you cross things off. Uh-huh. Yeah, that implies I cross things off. The only Regard- thing cross here is the party with Alita's unwillingness to try to figure out her medical history. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that it's that important. Okay. Where to next, Alita? Well, as it stands, we have the potential to go to one of two temples. I have the I have the possibility for the shrines here. One is we can search for the key to the Temple of Copper. The other is we can search for the key for the Temple of Bronze. I've never been much of one for hanging out with coppers. <laughs> it's good. likely that the Temple of Copper is in Talair. Whereas the Temple of Bronze is probably in Alaria. Not gonna lie, that makes me even less keen about going after that one. Well, in fairness, there's... We're going to have to go to Talair eventually. Ugh. Tell where? Talair, the the continent to the east. Wow. What's on that place? Well, the, the Temple of Copper. Oh. Sounds mysterious. Ugh. <sighs> I mean, the more we put it, like, the more we set that one back, the less likely people remember me when I go back there. So I feel like we do that one second. Or we could get it over with. Uh, okay. So you know how I'm wanted in Alaria? Yes. That's not the only place I'm wanted. I didn't doubt that. My point is getting it over with is still a possibility. Yeah, but I have, like, I have family in Talair. I have, like, childhood connections that... Look, the the simplest thing is to give that a little more time for that whole area to just cool off. You know, it's it's like when you take pie out of the oven and you don't you don't go directly into eating the pie. You give it more time and the more time you give it, the cooler it is. They call that the ratio of pie. What are the chances that people who want to stop us would know that we're it? in Alaria right now? I don't really know. I don't know what Emberlyn and Eek know right now. And they're the only ones I know of immediately that are actively trying to stop us. And I don't know what they're capable of or anything beyond that. I mean, on the one hand, uh, Eek does know about the Glade of the Glade of the Nymphs and that Lord Alden's here. Though I don't know how willing he would be to share that information, given how unwilling he is to share information any of the rest of the time. I mean, he might be more willing to share it with Emberlin than he was with us. Mm. We have the allegiance of the Alarian Knights here, though. I think that, while that's a factor, I think that's more you making an excuse to not go to Talair. I'm not saying we're not going to go to Talair. I understand that that is inevitable. I'm just saying I would rather give it more time. So, there's one on the continent here. Why would we go to another continent if we don't need to? Well, there are rumors about the Temple of Brass being dangerous. <gasps> How so? Uh, just that it's potentially dangerous and no one has heard 
about anybody returning from that temple in some time. Didn't we already do the Temple of Brass? Bronze. <laughs> temple of Bronze. That is that is Alex messing up. My bad. <laughs> bronze monkey. Yes, uh, bronze. Bronze temple. Just so everybody knows, that's a that's a risk for the rest of the game is me mixing up brass and bronze because they are both brownish metals that I, start with brr. I was going to say I've got both of them as sunscreen, so I understand. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like we've got to get uh, bronze out of the way or yeah, bronze out of the way then so that we don't have to talk about it so much anymore. Yeah, yeah. Is is that the logic that Solinar is employing? <laughs> it's a vague line. Because this is a, this is an in-character conversation. Wow, Alita, since you seem to mix those two temples up, we should get this bronze <laughs> one out of the way. <sighs> All right, then it's decided. We will go to the bronze temple first. Yes. Slowly working our way up to the, to the more valuable metals. <laughs> Another victory for Solinar. Uh-huh. I don't know. There's a small part of me that wants to be vindictive. Yeah, that's the evil part, and you're supposed to not give in to that. (laughs) Solonar, that actually does raise a question. What are we... What should we expect when we do go to Talaire? I mean, if we can locate my dad, he'll be a cool place to lay low for at least a little bit. Um, We probably won't see my mom. She, I didn't see her much growing up, so, like, the odds of us running into her just, like, well-adventuring seem low. Okay. Yeah, that uh, would take a malicious DM to cause to happen. Yeah, it really would! What kind of horrible <laughs> monster DM would do that? <laughs> uh, Solinar, what do you... What's the deal with your parents? I realize the hypocrisy in me asking this question, but... Oh, well, they were both, like, around. Like, my mom traveled for work a lot, so she wasn't around that much. I just knew that, like, she had a really important job. But later in my life, I didn't see her, like, at all. So I just assumed that, like, I don't know, something might have happened to her or maybe she stopped traveling so much. So I don't know. My my question is significantly more, like... What did your mom do? Why wasn't she around? Like, I don't, I don't know. Dad was always pretty tight-lipped about it. Like, uh, she would show up, oh, every like five or six months or so, and she'd have like little gifts for me, like like this this cloak that I wear. That's something mom gave me. Um, you saw was, your mother only twice a year. Yeah, she she would travel a lot, and she was doing a lot of really important work and like sometimes she'd bring some like pocket money and uh dad said that all the work she was doing was really important and that's why she couldn't spend time with us so much i'm really sorry to hear that solonar that sounds really upsetting i mean it wasn't like bad or anything like we got the time that we got like i'm just glad that like nothing happened to her because you know I, I hung out with a lot of kids that didn't really know either of their parents, that they were orphaned at a really young age. And I'm, you know, I'm thankful that that wasn't my life. So since we're doing the whole family history thing, actually, I've been curious, Boat, 
What's your whole family situation? I mean, you know, I've told you guys this before. My parents got a divorce when I was really young. My dad took me to the monastery, and that's where I lived for a number of years, learning learning to hone my mind and body into a, a living weapon, uh, give myself focus, and then I, from there, that's where I became entranced by the wonders of wrestling, the one true sport. And Dad's still at the monastery, as far as I know. It's been a couple of years since I've been that way. But uh, I haven't seen Mom for quite a long time. This is... Do, do all of us have issues with our parents? I don't have issues with my parents. My parents are great. They put me through school. Yeah, I'd go visit Dad more often if I, if I could. You have- are you projecting? That sounds like projecting. <laughs> this strikes me as more the reason you're interested in me looking for my father. Johannes, what are your parents like? You, you've spoken of them, but... My parents are like if you had um, two wild flowers out in a field that happened to meet each other and then had a whole field of flowers. So you had a really big family then? They're pretty, they're pretty big. I've got a few brothers and sisters. I'm the youngest. No, my parents are great. They put me through school, like I said. Uh, they were always thinking about my future and the future of our family. And they're very smart people. They're always thinking and drinking tea so they can think more tea thinking. And sometimes they, uh, you know, give me a pig. And then I go out in the woods and I hunt for truffles. You know, just a typical typical childhood yes the typical pig hunting childhood i remember my pig hunting years i thought you were a vegetarian i am a vegetarian but i don't remember that i was being sarcastic she hunted pigs for sport (laughs) (laughs) i didn't the only pig Uh, hunting i ever did was uh a derogatory term for police officers there's a lot to unpack about your past solinar so yeah, I mean, you know, my my father is a is an inventor, just like my grandfather and my great great grandfather. So he's always working on things. But you know, lately there's been lots of uh, intrigue at the court. They're always trying to make sure that they take care of everybody. They're good people. Your father's an inventor. Yes, that's. I didn't know we had that in common. Oh yeah, that's right. Your father's an inventor too. I mean, he's not a very good one, but yes. What do you mean he's not a very good one? A lot of the stuff he makes breaks after a little while. It's actually part of the reason we moved around as much as we did when I was a kid. Why would his things breaking mean you move? Oh, people get mad when, they're, when they buy stuff for a lot of money and then it breaks. Uh, is, is your father a crook? Wow. But low I don't blow, think so. Lita. Uh, no, I, I for, forgive me. I, I didn't mean it like that. I, I was truthfully just, uh, it, it's uh, given, given Solinar and I just. Uh, you might need some please. training wheels there, Lita, on that back pedal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying with Solinar being the, you know, thief, I didn't know if maybe that was a family history sort of thing. We can, we can talk about how I got into thieving later. It's Johannes' turn to talk. You were talking about how your parents are inventors. Oh, yeah, just my dad. 
He, he invented uh, this a portable unit that you can use to carry different types of cheese curds safely from different ports. Um, he works a lot in, in shipping. He invented this little crane that unloads and loads crates. That was your dad? Yes. That's so awesome. That's why it's called the f- lifting folger. Not what? <laughs> yeah. It's not it's he, not called the folger lift? No, it's called the lifting folger. He was very tired when he finished that invention. So <laughs> <laughs> You know, I he invented things. My mother, she was always uh, making sure that I learned my court manners and learned how to brew tea and learned how to uh, dress properly. This one time I found 32 ants inside my home and I put them with some dirt in a fishbowl and I was trying to see if I could invent a way to um, show like if we make a giant ant then we could be use it to tunnel to a whole different city. But they got out, and they got in my bed, and they bit me. I'm very... You counted the ants? Well, yeah, you gotta count, you know, to make sure that... Censuses are very important to political representation. There's there's a lot to unpack there that I'm just not going to worry about. But, um... I don't want to ask Koza, because I know that that's been a soft spot, spot lately. Well, I don't know what else there would be to say about my parents. They're... The, the Count and the Countess of uh, Aberdeen. But, like, what were they like? You clearly left. Do you get along with them? Uh, I think our relationship is just fine. Um, I feel like they raised me to be the future Count, and I, I, I guess that's what they needed to do. You just keep talking about things that they've done to form you. You're not really... What did they ever... Did you all do ever do anything as a family? Did you ever bond with them? Yes. Um, I'm, I would spend lots of time with them um, in court and, uh, and learning how to, um, to hold court and um, how to conduct business as a count. But like, did you ever do anything as like a family? Well, that's what we do as a family. Uh, she kind of like looks over at Boat and Solinar like, help me out here. No, he's right. You do the court thing. That's part of the family traditions. It's important to respect family tradition. But you guys didn't like go fishing. You guys didn't like ride out into the country to just spend a few days in nature. You guys like... No, I learned this rule really young. I'm sure Koza learned the same one. They When you're in court... You can't build a fort. I'm not sure I've heard that saying before, but as for your question, Solnar, well, we would go on um, hunts, but that would be, well, it wouldn't be just my parents, of course. That would not be something we could do. It would be with um, our, our whole entourage. So no is the answer. Well... I, I'm not quite sure. Is that not how... I mean, it seems like that's how a family would go on a trip. I mean, my mother and I wouldn't leave the Glade, but we would do things like sing together or 
she would we would go swimming or she would brush my hair and we would talk or she would tell me stories there was there was a lot that we would do together and there was a lot that we did together with just each other we didn't have every time we were together have other people with us though that also might have been because most of the glade hated me and my mother uh so that that could also be a factor well the, the people of Aberdeen definitely don't hate my um, parents, so maybe that's the difference. That still seems strange, that the only time you would spend with your parents would be with an entourage. Oh, that's Sounds... part of court life. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, this might just be something that we can't relate to because we don't have nobility family. Maybe. I... it just seems very lonely to me. Um, I don't know if I'd consider it lonely. I I think it suited me well enough. You seem better adjusted than a lot of the nobles' kids I hung out with. Like, they always had kind of a wild streak about them where they were like, Oh God, can't take any more of this like stuffy court nonsense. Let's go rob a bank. Alright, that's a that's that's an a that um Wow. Okay. You can't just you can't just like announce you're gonna go rob a bank and go rob a bank. Like that's not a thing. It takes planning. Exactly. Thank you, Johannes. Um, that's not really where I think the concern lies. Um, but that does raise the question: Why did you leave? Well, I mean, I think it's perfectly clear. I I wanted to go um create this catalog, this um research document. But I feel like you would have so many resources with your noble lineage that you wouldn't have on the road. Well, there's no other way to, to find out about mushrooms that aren't in Aberdeen unless I, I leave. Solonar puts a single hand on Kosa's shoulder and then addresses the group and is like, Listen, I don't, I don't think Kosa's giving us the whole truth, but if there's like... If there's one thing that the whole eek situation taught me, it's that you can't just tell people to open up. You gotta, you gotta let them like learn to trust you. And when Koza, when you feel like telling us the whole truth about what's going on with you leaving your family, because I think we both know that um, you're not giving um, that to us. Ex- excuse me. I, I feel like people keep insinuating that that I've left for some alternative ulterior reason and um I I don't agree. I, I don't understand why everybody is is seems to think that I, I needed some reason beyond just wanting to, to, to do this. I like that yeah, I like that Solonar was just like Okay, it's fine if you lie to my face, and I'm going to just tell you that you're a liar to your face, but I bet you're doing it for some other reason. Yeah, look, here's the deal. I think we continue to compare our friend to Eek. They're two very different people who have nothing in common with each other at all in the slightest bit, and not even in, in a different world could you say that they have something in common. Johannes, I'm not trying to compare Koza to Eek. I'm saying that there are things that created the Eek situation that we could have avoided if we'd been a little a little more patient and a little more caring. And I think this is one of those things where like, look, Koza, I, I get you don't want to tell us the whole story, and that's fine. 
Like, there's there's literally no reason why a noble would give up their entire heritage and their uh, their their land and their title, essentially, so that they can go on a mushroom adventure unless something's going wrong somewhere. And you won't tell us what that is, but that's okay. That's- I, I, I don't see why um, a, an extended journey um, w- without a, a specific return date would imply that I, I'm just giving up all my responsibilities. Um, I'm no. sure I can can return when i'm ready i didn't say you were giving up on your responsibilities i said that you were giving up your land and your privileges and things like that well those are my responsibilities well are you are you anywhere where if something happens to the count or the countess where you can like be in a position to help with that like i haven't seen so much as a missive from your parents since we started traveling over a month ago. Um, I, I'm sure the, the logistics of that would, um, we, we could find a way to work that out. Um, I don't, I don't understand why that's something we need to worry about. Look, man, I, all I'm saying is that at the point that you're ready to talk about it, <laughs> I will be happy to listen. And I don't need to push you any further than that. Cause that's, that's your business. Cause it gives, Solnar an annoyed look. <laughs> so, we've all bonded over the fact that we all have weird family situations. I don't think my family situation is weird. Again, perf- everything is perfectly fine. Um, okay, again, I just found out that my father is a fey creature that lives in the Feywild who hasn't bothered to see me in the 75 years I've been alive, and also I might have a brother, but I still think you two have weirder family situations than I do. Yeah, I can I can say with some assurance that that is not the case. You don't know what your mother did. She had a mysterious job and only saw you twice a year. Well, yeah, lots of kids have traveling, working parents. Like, if, all right, so a theory that I had growing up was that she was an ambassador to one of the other countries. And I was thinking probably, like, the Boros Empire or maybe Ocean Var. And so she has to travel there, she has to be in the embassy, and she has to, like, you know, do important meeting stuff or whatever. I don't, I don't know what that's like, because you I... S- you still don't know what she does to this very day? No, Dad didn't like to talk about it, and it's not like she was going to talk about it in the, like, two or three days I would see her every six months. You would only see her two or three days every six months? Yeah, well, she had important work to be doing, and she had to travel for that work. Hey, Boat, help me out here. I don't really want to get in the middle of anybody's family situations. And that, as they say, is that. Boat... When you travel for wrestling, if you had a home that you were going back to, which actually I haven't asked you about, do you have a home that you go back to between tours? Uh, I mean, like I said, dad's still at the, um, the monastery, and that's where I was you know, really raised since I was a young boy. But uh, it's been a while since I've gone back there. Okay, but let's say let's say you were just touring. You weren't on a world-changing mission. You were just touring for wrestling. How often would you be home? Um, you mean like be home or like go home with family? Like go home and spend time with family. 
Probably once every few months, if I if I were close enough to be able to do that. There, see ya, Lita. That just seems so lonely. I mean, I'm not saying I didn't miss her. I'm just saying, like, it's not that weird. That just seems really weird to me. What? I don't really s- weird and lonely. That's uh, your life, you weird and lonely <laughs> man. <laughs> like, my dad was around like your mom was around. I, yes, I, but... I had a parent growing up on a regular basis. If you guys don't mind, I'm going to go and finish reading this letter. I'll be in the... I'll be in the area where we spoke to Lord Alden if you need me. Okay. She leaves uh, you all to contemplate your parentage slash go about the glade. Well, that was weird. Let's go wrestle with that fairy. <laughs> so not, I feel like she's trying to say with the way she's walking away right now that whatever we're going to do is a symptom of our, our, our poorly adjusted childhoods. And um, I feel like that's very unfair. Koza reading a lot into Alita's walk there. <laughs> it's it's you the know, those hips don't lie. <laughs> 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 those hips make very insightful, uh, <laughs> insightful <laughs> comments on. Uh, uh, not tonight, and my hips make super awesome insight checks. <laughs> Look, Koza, I don't, I don't know what she's trying to imply about our family situations individually, because I don't feel like. Either of our upbringing was all that crazy weird. Like they were perfectly normal. It's it sounds like you spent a lot of time trying to learn to do court stuff, which I imagine is important if you're going to be the count one day. And it sounds like you um spent a lot of time uh, learning from your father also. Right. Yeah, like when I felt like it. Yeah. 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 We should we should go see if we can locate the scary fairy boat. Okay, let's do it. I'm tired of all this family talk. <laughs> There's only one way to exercise the demons of growing up with a father who supported you. Yeah, and that's and that's violence. I just feel like this rematch is going to happen and we may as well like get out in front of it, you know? Yeah. Cut it off at the knees. We don't we don't want the glade of nymphs to start spreading rumors about us like not showing up for rematches and things like that. We got to maintain our wrestler's honor. Exactly. Now, are you going to try to do the, the amber mask thing again? Like the amber terror, I believe, was the exact name. You should be you should be the ambler who just came in from. The <laughs> he just walks in <laughs> like, am I not supposed to blow your cover on that? Because I know I messed that up last time. Yeah, don't do that. Well, maybe we could workshop a new gimmick, too. I don't know what that even looks like. I, I, I only know how to do the one thing in wrestling. Since we're in this forest, let's be Baba Yaga and her chicken foot hut. I think that's a terrible idea. I'm because, sorry. What? Because I'm sure that being in this forest, they know who Baba Yaga is. And that's going to like, if we pull it off uh, passably, then they're just going to be really angry and want to go like fight us or, or something or run away. I don't like this plan at all. Whatever. I think <laughs> I, we could do a thing where, like, uh, we we wear our cloaks and you wear your guard captain cloak and I wear this black cloak that I sewed for myself. And we can be, like, the masked vigilantes or something. 
It's been done before, but I think we could put a good twist on it. If you guys wear those cloaks, you could be the cloaked blokes. No. Also, uh, as a note, isn't wearing a cloak a super, super bad idea when you're wrestling? Because it's essentially... You take it off before you actually start fighting. You just wear it as your, like, entrance gear. And it's a good way to keep the oils on your skin. Mm Mm-hmm. And also, if you don't wear one, what are you supposed to dramatically fling away as you enter the ring? Exactly. Your underwear? Been done before. Yeah, and like, (laughs) Boat doesn't have, he doesn't have flowing hair, so he can't even do that. Boat also doesn't have underwear, so he can't do that either. I I don't like any of this. (laughs) Do you guys want to come out to see the scary fairy thing, or are you all chilling here? You know, I've been meaning for a long time to go and visit a shop here. That I only just now remembered, but have been thinking about our entire journey. (laughs) So I think I'll catch up with you. All right, that sounds good. I mean, it's not like there's a ton of places to go as long as we stay in the glade. So, uh, Boat and Solon are going to be looking for the scary fairy. Johannes, you are going to be looking for a shop. Koza, what about you? Um, I think Koza finds a trail and... uh, Finds, starts kind of following the trail and seeing what kind of strange uh, funguses grow in this glade. Do you want to head to the north or to the south? What what would it attract me to either of those directions? Uh, you can hear running water to the north. Uh, to the south seems to be denser trees. Um, I think Koza's gonna go towards the north because all that spray from the water probably creates some sort of moist areas. Ugh, word. <laughs> the word! <laughs> so, Koza is going to head off to the north. Uh, Johannes is going to stay in the glade looking for the shop. And you guys are going to look for the scary fairy because I can't escape this no matter what I do. Scary fairy mi- intro music plays now. big i've got a few brothers and sisters i'm the youngest that i remember <laughs> how many is a few oh either four or five maybe three i remember making this backstory a long time ago <laughs> are you serious you don't remember your own backstory i don't remember <laughs> my family oh no 